What up, ladies and gents? What? It is for sure S H I T. So happy. So happy. It's Thursday, Thursday, and we're ready to rock and roll another show. What if you had a strategy for retirement and it helped you today as far as tax returns? Well, we're going to be talking a lot about what's going on in your personal finances on today's show. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> and now it is time for It is time. James's fire intro. <laughs> Put me on the spot on this one. I had to come up with this one in six and a half minutes, ladies and gents. But here we go. We're ready to go. It's another beautiful day outside in San Diego. Another fire episode of the Business Bros Pod. Before we jump into the show, a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review and help other like-minded business owners find value from our guests as we rise in those podcast rankings. We will certainly, certainly appreciate every single one of you who does that. Our guest today has a history similar to my own. Having spent 19 years in the insurance industry, she oversaw sales and service teams for a Fortune 500 company, Fortune 100 company, my bad. Her career in the insurance space gave her the opportunity to network with real estate investors and professionals and learn all about their craft. She took what she learned and started investing for herself. Our guest is passionate about developing lasting relationships with clients and referral partners, making sure they have the best education and support so that they can make the best decisions in their investing journey, and it'll be simple and seamless. We're so excited to have on the show today someone who's won awards in every position that she's held, and she continues to win in everything she does. Joining us today from beautiful Orlando, Florida, the director of retail national accounts of New at New View Trust. Welcome to the show, Lisa Rodriguez. I did. Lisa, before you get started, James, six and a half minutes in, dude. Give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. I give it a 10, dude. I give it a 10. Oh. Great job. Great job. Lisa, welcome Man, to the program. Out a little bit on that one. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time today. And thanks for having me on. Of course. Of course. All right. Uh, you know, James gave you a, a fire intro here in six and a half minutes. Uh, and let's see if we can do him some justice for the next 30 minutes. Uh, tell me, how'd you get into uh, NewView and what is NewView? So um, how I got here was, as you said, I spent 19 years in the insurance industry and the last five I owned my own agency. And during that time, I networked with a lot of real estate agents, real estate investors, lenders, and just heard a lot about the industry. Had a friend that worked at NewView was telling me about it. Um, I was considering selling my agency. I, I sold it. I took a little bit of time off, but then, you know, thought I had to get back into the real world and um, wanted to learn more about NewView. So I joined the NewView family and I've been learning and helping educate people just like all of us so that we, we can make better informed decisions with our retirement money. 
right. Before we even get started, because you have so much information on the insurance space, I'm going to also extend an invitation, and I'm sure James will acknowledge, because we want to we want to uh, to get people on James's show as well, the Insurance Bro Show, where we're talking about insurance. So, getting a little bit of your experience being in that uh, in that insurance space. Uh, how what what type of stuff did you learn over there that kind of transitioned over to NewView? Um, I think a lot about um, educating the client and also building the relationships because that goes a long way. You know, I, I guess in any industry, but so much so in the in the insurance industry. I mean, you're building referral partners with the agents, with the people that you meet, networking, going to um, you know the different groups. I was part of Women's Council of Realtors and just. Um, you know, soaking up the education and sharing that information, but also teaching as I go. Whenever I sold insurance, I taught as I went with the clients to explain the coverages where not everybody does that. Um, mm -hmm. And then also on this side with NewView, just making sure that I try to answer as many questions as possible because it is a different topic, even though it's been around since the 70s. Not everybody knows about it. And so a lot of times I'm, I'm talking to someone the first time they heard about self-direction. Well, let's let's dive into some of these self-directed IRAs. Uh, so, give me a little overview on what an IRA is in general, like a traditional IRA, maybe versus a Roth IRA. But we're we're going to be talking more on the traditional side here, uh, I think, right? Uh, and then, uh, and and then, what's the difference? Why self-directed? Okay, so yes, it's an individual retirement account, and the traditional um, is your pre-tax dollars, right? So. Um, your Roth is your post-tax dollars. So here's the thing. We are a custodian, just like Fidelity, Schwab, Ameritrade, except we allow our clients the opportunity to invest in alternative assets. So um, those custodians allow you to invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds. And that's kind of, you know, their, their, um, their space. But our space is the alternative side. So if you have retirement funds or you work, then you have an old 401k laying around. Um, you could essentially roll that over to us and start self-directing. So we're not offering you a different IRA. It's still a traditional or a Roth IRA. It's just what you can do with that IRA and what you can invest in. So we offer things like your ability to invest in real estate or notes, be a private lender, tax liens, tax deeds, uh, cryptocurrency, precious metals. I mean, there's there's a whole gamut. It's more like what you can't invest in is <laughs> more what people want to know. So, but uh, let's talk about the self-directed part. So. Uh, being able to self-direct stuff in your IRA can be a little scary when it comes to some of the rules that are, are involved in an IRA. Why would somebody want to uh, go self-directed and you know what opportunities do we have there versus going the traditional route and just letting a broker kind of handle that sort of stuff? So um, with the self-directed account, you have more ability, more responsibility, more ability, and you make your own decisions. So we're a non-fiduciary, meaning we're not going to give you investment advice. We're not going to get you financial advice. We're not CPAs. We're not attorneys. But at the, at the end of the day, um, the, the clients that we have, they want to take a more hands-on approach. They want to get out of the volatility of the stock market and you know off of Wall Street and come into Main Street, like literally Main Street, buying a house doing what they know you as a you know real estate investor or realtor you have a familiarity and you know that if you bought this house in this neighborhood you're going to get a good return whereas in the stock market you're relying on someone else to do that for you in most cases 
and you, you know, there's really not a way to say, yep, I know, you know, Apple's going to go up today. You know, <laughs> it's just not, it doesn't work that way. So um, it just gives you more control on your choices because you may feel more comfortable with that and you know it. And it's something that you've had, let's say 20 years of experience in, or, and you do it already outside of your IRA. So why not add it to your retirement portfolio? Yeah. And, and, you know, me personally, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of investing in the stock market because of what you said. I have no control. I don't know. You know, there's nothing I can do to help a Apple stock go up. There's nothing I can do to help Google stock go up or Amazon stock go up. Right. I have no control over that. Uh, or I could be a, a, a numbers junkie like James is and then maybe trade options or something. Right. And, and, you know, go on the volatility of the market, but that's a lot to learn. And most people who are, who are, uh, have their day to day, don't have time to go and say, you know what, I am going to learn about P and E ratios. I am going to go learn about IPOs and, and, and market fluctuation puts and, and options and whatever. I'm not going to learn all that. I, I, I just don't have time to learn all that stuff. So having a self-directed IRA allows you to do like what you said, allows you to get out of that kind of investment and maybe open up the door to something you're more comfortable with. Real estate agents are very familiar with real estate, right? I mean, that totally makes sense. So the ability to take your self-directed IRA and say, you know what? I'm going to go out here and we're going to buy an apartment complex because that business I do know how to operate in. What, what's a good benefit? Why is it great for somebody to have a self-directed IRA and buy an apartment complex versus just buying an apartment complex themselves? So um, I would say it's the tax advantages. So for example, I'm, I'm just going to throw out an example. That way um, we can kind of look at the numbers, right? So if I had a dollar and I invested that dollar year after year for 20 years, and I doubled my return every year. If so, one dollar go to two dollars, two dollars to four dollars, four dollars, eight dollars, and so on until the twentieth year. If I did that outside of a retirement account, I'd still be pretty good. I'd still come out with a seventy-two thousand dollar investment, right? So if you take those numbers and and every year you let's say we'll use twenty-five percent tax bracket, you take twenty-five percent away from that, and you know, and keep doubling it, you're going to get to seventy-two thousand. But if I take that same dollar and I put it in the same investment with the same return, doubling it over 20 years times, how much do you think is in that is in that account now? After 20 years or 20 whatever? years, doubling it in a retirement account. Without getting hit in taxes? I have no idea. Hit me. It's a million $42,000. So that's the difference. That's the reason why you can still continue to do it outside of your retirement account. But if you do it inside of a retirement account, then you're going to get to the million instead of 72,000. Now, at a Roth, you won't pay any taxes because that's your million. In the traditional, you might pay, let's say, 40% tax bracket at that point in time. So you're still going to walk away with six or 700,000 versus you know, 72,000. So that is the actual advantage if you look at it on a numbers perspective. Yeah, and 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 just to just to clarify some stuff here, when we're talking about getting hit with the forty percent tax bracket, that's assuming at the end you're taking it all out because on a tax deferred account, you're not paying the taxes today, so you get the actually the tax benefits today. So let's say, for example, ladies and gents, you made a hundred grand and you put away twenty thousand into a traditional IRA. That means if, that means essentially you're only going to pay taxes on eighty thousand of your income versus the full hundred grand. So this is a tax deferred account, but it's not it's not considered tax free because deferred means 
means just like in football, I'm not going to get the ball right now. I'm going to get it later. So you're not going to pay the tax today. You're going to pay the tax later. And that's when you take the money out. So when we're talking about the million dollar example here, we're assuming that in this example, we pulled the money out and then you get hit with a, with a 40% tax. Now, if you do it more traditionally, right, Lisa, where you get to the point and this is, this is where we're talking here about the accumulation phase when we're talking about retirement. So you're in your working years right now. Most of you who are listening are in your working years. So you're acquiring money and you're paying your bills, you're living your lifestyle, but you're putting money away towards that retirement. So when you do reach the point where you are going to pay taxes in the end on a traditional, you've put enough money away so that you're taking part of that out every single year to pay your living expense. And when you take it out, the amount that you take out is what we're going to be paying in taxes. That, is that about right? That is correct. Absolutely. All right. So in a Roth, the Roth is a little bit different, right? So in a Roth, I pay the taxes today. So if I make a hundred grand, I get taxed on a hundred grand, right? But I already paid uncle Sam and uncle Sam already got his piece. And then what's left over, I'm going to put it in this account. Now in this account, uh, we, we have some restrictions on it in a Roth IRA. You can't pull it on until you're 59 and a half. It has to sit in there for at least five years. Um, and, but the plus side of that is when you hit that million dollar marker, when you're taking that money out, uncle Sam doesn't get any more. He already got his piece. So that's, that's always a, a, a great strategy. I always like the tax free stuff at the end. Uh, tell me a little bit about what what's an uh, what's an SDIRA, a self-directed IRA. What's the process that someone needs to do to go ahead and and get one started to get one opened? Okay, so um, I usually break it down into three steps. The first step would be opening the account. So you come, you talk to me or our team. You get an account application. You complete that. Send in a copy of your ID with it. it takes us about twenty four to forty eight hours. To open the account. The second part of that is getting the money over to us. So there's a couple of different ways. You can do it via contribution. If you don't have an IRA currently and you want to start, you know, getting it, um, getting it going and, and starting the process, you can send us a check and we can go ahead and get that started. The uh, contributions are 6,000 if you're under the age of 50, 7,000 if you're over the age of 50. Um, the other way you can fund it is via transfer. So if you already have an IRA somewhere with Fidelity Schwab or whoever, and you want to just transfer those funds over, you have 100000 there, you can go ahead and do that. Or the third option is a rollover. So if you have an old 401k or an old employer plan, TSP, um, you can go ahead and roll that over into an IRA as well. So those are the, the three ways to get it funded. And then the third part of it is once you identify an investment, you say, Lisa, I want to go ahead. I figured out I want to you know, be a note holder. Or I want to purchase a piece of land. Then we have a purchase packet that you would complete along with sending us a copy of the contract in the name of the IRA or a copy of the note. And we were to review that. And it takes us usually up to two business days to review that and get it funded. So it's a pretty, pretty smooth process. Um, the part that takes just the, you know, the longest would probably be getting the money over to us because depending on where it's coming from and what their processes are. And, and let's hover here for a second because there's a lot of cool things that, that you just talked about, things like rollovers. There are people who have uh, recently, due to COVID, have jobs that are no longer there anymore, that, that they might have been there for years and they need to find another job and they have done so already or they're looking for something. And they have some of these old retirement accounts. And the funny thing is you don't really think about it until you get that statement in the mail and you're at your new job and you're like, oh man, I still have money over there. How do I get it out? 
All right. And so, so they have, they, they get in this little place where they're stuck. Uh, what's the process like for a rollover? So if I, if I lost my job and I now have a new job and I have, and I just got my statement now, like now, what do I do? So, um, you would do the same thing as far as getting the application done. The, the rollover would be the second part. You would contact your prior employer and say, Hey, I opened an account at new view and I want to go ahead and get my funds rolled over to my account with new view. And it's actually a process that the client initiates because they don't like to talk to us. We're not the prior employer. You as the prior employer uh, employee would contact them and initiate that process. And it's usually pretty smooth. I mean, you know, they're going to send it over as soon as possible. You also talked about uh, once they're ready to make an investment that they identified an investment to contact your team to help do that. Um, can you explain why I need to use your team to help uh, facilitate the the purchase of, a, of an asset within the IRA? We are your record keepers. So we basically just oversee that, you know, there's a purchase being made and we make sure that the documents say, you know, it's in Lisa Rodriguez's IRA, not Lisa's personal name on the contract, just so that when, you know, the deed is, is, is um, being, you know, uh, created, that it's created with the IRA's name on it. And also for funding, where do you want us to send the money? Because that's the self and self-direction. You're doing everything. So you're telling us, hey, this is what I want to invest in. This is where I want you to send my money on this day with this title company. And we're closing here. So so that way we can get it funded for you properly. Now there's there's here's here's what I want to get into because uh, there are rules that apply to self-directed IRAs. Certain things like, for example, let's say you do buy that apartment complex or you buy a quadru- uh, a fourplex or something like that. Uh, and you, you do use the application process. You do use the right fiduciary, uh, fiduciary to, to process this thing. But then you go over, you collect the rent and you put some money in your pocket, right? Or, you know, or you decide, you know what? Oh, maybe my IRA doesn't have enough. Let me just cut my own check and put some money in. When you start to commingle things, Right when you when you start to to commingle your personal name along with your personal funds when you take money out why is that not allowed what what's going on there that yeah. that's a big no no it's a prohibited transaction to do those things um, there's disqualified parties for an IRA right so um, yourself your spouse your children your grandchildren their spouses your parents your grandparents their spouses and any businesses owned by those individuals cannot transact business with your with your IRA. So I couldn't purchase a house with my IRA and then rent it to my kid, or I couldn't buy it from my parents through my IRA. Those are prohibited. And that's just because the IRS has those rules in place. They don't want anything to get sticky as far as, you know, sweetheart under the table deals. There's, you know, you're not paying the right taxes or you're getting a break on taxes because of this. So they just want to make sure that everything's at arm's length. There's no sweat equity and that you're, you know, you're not going to do anything that you would do differently for anybody else. So ladies and gents, it's like this. Look, recently that big uh, story was in the paper about uh, President of the United States only paying $750 in, in personal income tax. And we talked about this on the show, Lisa. We were talking about how the reason why that happens is because he plays by the rules. He know he has a team of people who are following these kinds of rules. This is one of those situations. If you have a traditional IRA, 
what we're saying is if you follow the rules, if you use a company like New View Trust to help you facilitate the purchase of these kinds of assets to maintain those kinds of assets, then you're playing by the rules. You just deferred tax. It's growing within your account at a rate better than what you can do in other places because you're self-directing. So you're in control and you're not breaking any rules. If you start taking money out of it, you know, a little side thing on the side or renting to a, a niece or nephew or whatever that situation is, you are doing what's called tax evasion. That's what Al Capone was doing. Tax avoidance is what Donald Trump is doing. And even though you don't like it or we don't like it, it is completely legal. Tax avoidance is 100% legal if you have a team behind you. Lisa and New View Trust are one of those or some of those people who are that team that can be behind you to help do things in a way that's a uh, tax advantage. So you can avoid, legally avoid paying a lot of these, uh, a lot of these taxes. Uh, any, any, any comment on that, Lisa? Um, no, I mean, we're, like I said earlier, we're not a fiduciary, so we're not going to give you advice. So we're going to tell you the rules and we're going to, you know, make sure that what we see is, is we think everything's going by the rules. You know, if you send us a contract and the last name is the same, we're going to say, Hey, you know, are you familiar with those disqualified parties? I mean, we're not going to know if the names are different. Right. I mean, but there are things that are blatant that if we see it, we will let you know. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, Corona hit and uh, anytime we have massive pandemics or massive, uh, I mean, the last time uh, we had Congress get involved so much was in 2007 when we had the uh, major recession come through. Uh, just like we did, you know, now in 2020, we had major uh, closures of businesses, which means we had a lot of funding go out. We had PPP loans, we had uh, an extension of unemployment, and all this came as a uh, care package known as the CARES Act, right? Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how that affected uh, the IRAs and 401ks and 403bs area? So we actually, um, we have some information on our blog. If you go to newviewtrust.com slash blog and you search CARES Act, you'll see there's, you know, some webinars and some information there. But just to kind of give you some perspective, um, we kind of call it like the CARES Act loophole, right? So <laughs> you can take up to $100,000 out of um, your current 401k plans, which this is the first time like in 40 plus years that you're able to do that. Most employer plans do not allow for it, but um, you can, if you were medically or financially affected by COVID, you can take up to $100,000 from your existing 401k plan. And, you know, you, you have three years if you want to pay, if, you know, to pay it back. And if you wanted to take it out and put it into a self-directed account immediately, then, you know, obviously talk to your CPAs about it, but um, you know, there wouldn't be any really, um, tax, um, you know, you're, you're not having to pay taxes on that money if you put it into the account immediately, but there's a three-year rule and, you know, obviously do your, your research on that again, talk to your CPA, but the loophole allows for people to take it out of their existing 401k plans and roll it into a self-directed account. And that's, that's a pretty cool option. So, so here's just to clarify some of this stuff. So what we're saying, when you take the money out of your 401k, it's not considered a distribution. You're taking it out as either a loan or you have the option to roll it over. Uh, and those are, are those are two things that are not, uh, they have zero tax consequence. So it's kind of like when you buy a house, right? If you, if you buy a house for a hundred grand after a few years, it's now valued at 300 grand, you sell it, you make $200,000 in profit. Well, the IRS and the word profit, they go synonymous with each other. So when you earn income, whether it's in capital gains or as, as earned income, uh, you are going to pay uncle Sam his share of what you made. 
And so what we're talking about here, when you're taking money out of your 401k, when you're borrowing it from yourself, it is not a sale. You are not cashing out. You're not liquidating that, that, uh, that asset. You're actually taking the money as a loan thanks to the CARES Act without any penalties. And you're just putting it into another self-directed uh, IRA. So you're, you're, you're taking it from one, uh, one tax deferred account and you're putting it into another tax deferred account. So um, the way that I understand it is it would be taken as like a distribution and then, you know, like an indirect rollover, but I, you know, I'm not. Oh, could be. Okay. So. Well, if, if it's an, ind if it is a considered a distribution, then, uh, then yeah, then, then what's going to happen is you're going to get a 1099 with a box code that'll, that'll give you the ability to, to roll it over in a tax-free advantage way. So, uh, it just depends on, on whatever that, however you're taking it out. So again, talk to your tax preparer, tax exactly. preparer, talk to your CPA because <laughs> you're every, here's the thing about taxes. And, and Lisa, I mean, you've been, you've been in the financial industry for a long time and I tell people all the time. The answer to every single financial question is it depends because your situation will always vary. Uh, and so, you know, income comes in different men, many different ways. And so taking a distribution for one person might be a perfectly legitimate, easy transaction where another person, it might totally affect their tax brackets and, and mess them up. So talk to your CPA about that specific uh, strategy for you. Uh, but Lisa, if uh, people wanted to get a hold of you so that they can get the process started, how do they get in contact with you? Um, they can call me at 407-412-7177 or lrodriguez at newviewira.com is my email address. And that's lrodriguez at newviewira.com. Um, but yeah, going to Newview Trust, we have so much information. We have, you know, we host our all the podcasts that we've been on, the webinars that we give. And, and that's one thing that I think separates us from a lot of other SDIRA companies is we provide free education. We really want to make sure that our clients have the information that they need to, you know, take this on and do it and, and feel comfortable doing it. I mean, we have classes every week, once a month. It's new view education. The other three is guests that come on the show and talk about their area of expertise. And it's just to give clients educational resources. It's not to push any agendas. It's just so that you feel comfortable because if you don't feel comfortable, you're not going to do it. And we want you to do it. We want you to feel comfortable doing it. A lot of you have already been doing it outside. Why not take advantage of, you know, the tax deferral? No peer pressure, ladies and gents, but everybody's doing it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when you were saying that. All right, Lisa, I left a few minutes here at the end because I, I kind of wanted to ask you questions about your uh, your ex-insurance agency uh, and kind of tease you a little bit into moving over Ooh. to the Insurance Bro show here really soon. So James and I have been talking about um, doing a show that uh, that discusses the purchasing or the sale of an insurance agency. Uh, so really quick, can you tell me what your experience was like? Uh, I guess, you know, the, the two minute version of what your experience was like, uh, selling your agency. Well, I, I ha actually had an agency through a franchise, so it was probably, um, not as difficult as it would have been outside of a franchise because, um, I offered it to franchisees first. And I did have a lot of interest and we had lots of discussions and, you know, we did a lot of negotiating and going back and forth. Um, and so that was probably um, less of a battle for me to sell my agency than if I was outside of a franchise. 
if somebody wasn't interested inside of the franchise, then they could have an outside person could have purchased it, but they also would have had to pay the franchise fee to the franchisor. So um, just a little bit different, I think, than most independent agencies and, um, you know, is that we had the franchise. It was still it was still independent agency, though, right? Even though it was franchise. It did. Ha- yes, it was. Um, it was, you know, we had all about 50 different carriers. And so mm-hmm. hmm. it was definitely independent. So when uh, what prompted the sale? So why 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 leave uh, an established business? You know, I I was I just kept thinking, you know, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I knew that the longer that I stayed, the 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 look back would not be there anymore in the future because, you know, as you grow, the renewals are coming in, you you know, you you have this book of business. And um, I knew that if I stayed longer, I would just never leave. And it wasn't, I wasn't passionate about it. So at that point, I just decided it was time to, to say goodbye and see what else is out there. All right, last question. What advice would you give somebody who's considering buying or selling uh, an agency? I would say um, not to give up because, you know, that first year you, <laughs> you're like, oh my God, um, I remember sitting there and saying, my phone, I need to get my phone to ring. I need to get out. I need to build relationships and, um, you know, and, and trying to motivate myself to do that and get up every day and, and know, okay, today I'm going to have this many people that I'm going to chase and, and just building the business. And, and so I would say, just keep at it. I mean, I did enjoy it. it, it I did enjoy it. It's what I knew. I was good at it. And, you know, <laughs> Um, I would just say stick with it in the beginning. Don't don't get discouraged and keep moving forward. I surrender to your will. Right, that, that's what it's going to be like when you when you get in the insurance space. But ladies and gents, just a little a little uh, plug. Check out James's show. It's uh, the Insurance Bro Show. You can find him at, at the Insurance Bro Show. We're on every day at two thirty. I say we, but I become the producer on that show for the most part. So uh, so, but it's uh, you still help fun. me out a lot. You help I me help, out a lot. Come I on. help you out a little bit. But uh, check it out if you're in the insurance space. Uh, that's the show you want to go to if you want to be on that show. It's uh, www.insurancebroshow.com/guest. And Lisa, we are going to have you on that show so you can come tell us about your experience uh, growing your business and then eventually selling it. Because let's face it, man, yeah, a lot of people get into the business to eventually sell and retire. Um, Mm -hmm. Now you went and you're like, nah, I got more more to do with my life. But uh, but it's still the experience of building something and then uh, selling it off is is super valuable. So I I commend you for that. Uh, And Ladies and gents, last little thing, New View Trust, self-directed IRAs, you guys got money put away, you need to put it to work for you, you wish you had access to it, you wish you could buy something, some sort of property because those opportunities are there right now. Make sure you guys hit up Lisa, New View Trust, uh, at New View Trust on Instagram, and Lisa, real quick again, what was your phone number, what was your email? 407-412-7177, email is lrodriguez at newviewira.com. And you're allowed to work across state lines? Yes. All over the United States. Yes. Thank God for the internet, ladies and gents. That's what it's all about. Lisa, thank you very much for being on the program. Really appreciate you taking the time and sharing. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. All right, ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Enjoy the rest of your SHIT. So happy it's Thursday. Peace. Bye. And a Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.